Sonic underscore Gino. Why did no one tell me that Impact Wrestling still existed? Why didn't anyone tell me there was a victory road? We're on this road for Bound for Glory. Like, this is their biggest event of the year. I couldn't give less of a shit. I'm, like, really disenchanted with Impact Wrestling. Is it the Eddie Edwards syndrome? Is it the Mike and Matt are leaving Impact Wrestling? Is it the Good Brothers just left Impact Wrestling? Why do we still watch this show? It's clearly like somebody... It's like... It's like somebody's backyard is still doing a wrestling show. Meanwhile, WWE is like with Triple H and Bianca Belair is talking and AEW is fantastic. The NFL's back. Impact really feels like when I'm watching it, I'm making a mistake. Well, you think it's a mistake, but here's the thing. We have people like Delirious coming back into the ring, having won the most banger match this entire week, fighting Mike Bailey, who always has the best match every goddamn week, no matter who he's wrestling, because Mike Bailey, speedball is the best. Impact has these amazing stars that they're going to keep for a long time, like a Josh Alexander, like an Eddie Edwards, like a Mike Bailey. Then we're going to keep building up this restless roster, even with people who are going to be going away, like Matt Taven, Mike Bennett. Like Eddie Edwards, who is getting this title match just so Josh Alexander could say that he's beaten everybody who's ever been a champion before at Impact. But I think that's where you're wrong. Thank you, Ricardo. Because you even saw oh, it's a hydrate. You even said, like, like you said it perfectly. Thank you, Ricardo. I got to drink this water while he's doing that. But you even said, like, they're going to keep all this great talent. All the talent's leaving. It's like a mass exodus from this place. We have people like Mike Bailey who ain't going anywhere. He just got signed, like, just a few months ago. We're going to keep Mike Bailey. We're going to keep Josh Alexander. Yes, there are people like Ring of Honor guys who did come early on. That might be going, but we have people like Delirious now, which I'm just excited for the hopefulness that he stays with Impact. Because Delirious is one of my favorite dudes. He was one of the guys that really helped push Ring of Honor during its dying times. When we weren't sure where it was going to go, he was still there to try to man the ship best he could before he was done and wanted to get back in the ring. Dude, I don't know. I think you're wrong. Like I th Well, so I think Delirious was there for a one match. He was... He's a Ring of Honor guy. I think he's still going to be working with Tony Khan and the Ring of Honor crew. I don't necessarily think, like, just having him come back. How many other guys come back for a one-off? Like, Kazarian? Like, all these guys will come in just every once in a while. That's what I mean when it feels like somebody's backyard. It's like a party that, re that other wrestlers go to every once in a while. But long-term sustainability, it doesn't seem like they're working towards anything it, it feel this is like a, a an airplane that's being held together with duct tape like instead of getting new parts we just kind of throw some tape over it like delirious is back meanwhile our tag champs just left our our current our tag champs just passed the belts to another tag team that's about to leave like mia yim is about to leave like all these people that were excited and we wonder if if impact's going to build a future around them they all bounce before we even get a chance to like enjoy it it's because you even kind of make the comparison. Impact's doing the smart strategy with the whole short-term contracts. I don't like, like five that. weeks, maybe That's... a few months, just be like, here, build them up, and then they could go and be even better somewhere else, or they could stay here, but, like, negotiate. They make deals. Impact is all about, yes, we build you up, you have this big run. W. Morrissey was able to have the run of his entire life thanks to Impact Wrestling. And then we let and him now go. now he's going to be able to have a big push. We do let him go because he deserves to be free and make the money he deserves to make in AEW. But then he's making more money thanks to impact impact helps everybody not impact impact doesn't help impact they build these characters up and as soon as they get good brian cage as soon as they get good johnny impact as soon as they get good austin aries as soon as they get good 
Tessa Blanchard, as soon as they get good, like these uh, big casts, as soon as they get good, uh, who all it's constant Madison Rain, all of these people like who, like just keep exiting this place, and we keep like oh well they got Josh Alexander in Speedball. As soon as they get good, Ethan Page, like a lot of these guys just bounce, and a lot of times we expect them to go on to do some amazing things, and they don't. Brian Cage, then they don't. Ethan Page, like there's guys that we uh, Johnny Impact. Like we want these guys to go and do well once they leave. Why don't they just stay in Impact? What's wrong with Impact Wrestling? And that's thing that now maybe they're gonna realize see, you could go to AEW, you'll be a part of a faction that they don't care about. They're gonna see you could go to AEW and not be used. So maybe they're gonna realize maybe I shouldn't just take this bigger deal. I could take the shorter, smaller deal with AEW, with Impact and actually be on TV regularly. And hopefully that's what they're going to do. We're going to stay with Impact. We have people whose contracts are expired. We don't know if they're going to resign yet, but they could one day resign like me again. No, no, she's gone. Like it's, it's like, that's what's frustrating is you hear these, these, all these contracts are expiring. Why are we letting these contracts expire to begin with? It should be, before these reports even get out, it should be no. We we're locking these people in. Like I understand, like from your sake as like a wrestling fan who pretends to like, oh well, the workers. Like no, we like I'm caring about the product. The show sucks. Like look at this I, on the screen, everybody. I have Trey Miguel with his back to me. He's got a, a very dim spotlight on him, and this is always the most cringeworthy cringeworthy moment of any Impact broadcast. It's very frustrating whenever this happens. Oh no, I hit the wrong button. Can I fix that? Damn it, Gino. I had it queued up, but I, I hit the wrong button. But whatever Trey Miguel does that dumb spray can thing, it just reminds me, oh, yeah, he's here forever. We're going to get Trey Miguel for the rest of our careers. Guys that we really enjoy, they're all going to walk whenever they want. Yeah, but, I mean, you did quickly jump to, like, the Killer Kelly match, which I was surprised you didn't want to go to, like, the finish because you got to see your boy back. You didn't like that your boy is actually an impact like you've waited all this time for, the canceled guys back. Oh, yeah, I did see Tommy Dreamer. That was a big moment. Tommy Dreamer did show up at this event on the pre-show. That pre-show was very confusing, by the way. Like, why was there a meaningless six-man tag match? Like, their pre-shows, they act like they're going to be huge. Like, remember that time? Remember Brian Myers had that amazing uh, keyboard match? I don't know what it was. It was a keyboard match against Rich Swan. I just remember he used a keyboard. And that was so great. Why was that? You know, it was on the pre-show because it was digital media. Like, that was a great way to use the pre-show. But not this week. This time it was the Bullet Club versus three. It was literally a jobber match. It was like Triple H was booking this thing. We need to make Bullet Club look good. They're going to beat three guys with silly names that all work independence. Here's Trey Miguel, you know. Enjoy this spot. It's never in sync. Why does he even try? It's the best he can do. They do need like perfect it or just move on from the spray can. They don't. He doesn't need to be like Ty Valkyrie. We already have one who does this. Basically, we don't need two taggers in the Impact Wrestling. You need to stop giving him like the excuse. It's the best he can do. Like no, it's just stupid. It's really ridiculous. Like this was even his idea or part of his gimmick. Like. Why did he think, like, oh, I'll have graffiti and I'll spray paint TM because I'm Trey Miguel? Like, who told him that was a great idea? He probably told himself that because, like, the rascals, he's like, he's the only one left, so he has to make himself unique and special when the whole group was what made him unique and special. Wesley is the only guy now that matters to me. Trey Miguel, he's a great wrestler, but Wesley's so much better now than Trey is right now. I love this Joe Doring shirt that he's wearing. Uh, so do you think, so I, 
Wesley's the only one that matters. I, I want to like Trey Miguel. He's had some amazing matches. He had Steve Macklin's best match. Like, like Steve Macklin sucks. He had that amazing match with Trey Miguel. And it, their triple threat match was, was awful. However, their singles match was very good for the X Division Championship. Uh, so, yeah, I like, you know, I, I want to like Trey Miguel. I want him, you know, I want him to do well. He has good matches. What is it? Is it like, obviously that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Maybe Triple H is right. He just has no, like when he meant he has no passion, he just meant like he can't do a character. He's just got to be stoner wrestler. I think that might be case. That's why I'm saying like Wesley at least does have character. He has charisma. I'm actually enjoying Wesley a lot more than I did Trey Miguel in his singles run right now. Wow. So I think that Wesley is just a lot better as a character and as a wrestler portraying a different character than Trey, who's just a good X Division guy. He's just a vanilla babyface. How, how much money do you think you get to go to AEW? Like, imagine being a Mia Yim. Like, you're in Impact Wrestling. You're one of the five women that are there right now. You're featured. I mean, you're in you're in a triple threat revolver match for the X Division Championship. Like, you're pretty. Like, this is a pretty valued spot. So. That, that spot annoyed me, by the way. <laughs> like, she literally walked all the way across to pick up Trey Miguel to eat a moonsault. Like, hey, this is the part where we catch the guy. Uh, Jim Ross and Jim Cornette and myself, we all hated that spot, you know. Um, so, with, with, like, with this, yeah, if you're Mia Yim or if you're Scott Demore, why are you not signing her for one year? Why do you do these weird, like, five-month contracts? Again, we don't know the whole mindset of Impact Wrestling. Hopefully, over time, we're going to realize, okay, this is why they do it. Because we see all these people have all this great talent. They use them to their extent, to the best they can, like a W. Morrissey, like a Mia Yim. And then they do like let the contract expire, maybe just so they can have a better negotiation, see what they can do long-term with well, them. Well, we've heard rumors. I like when I ask you a question, you go, we don't know. Like, you know, you're an analyst, okay? I need you to pretend like this is a sports center and you know the answers. But... With 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 W Morrissey, we heard the rumors. There were so many rumors about. Uh, there were so many rumors about Big Cass wanted big money. He wanted a lot of money, and they decided not to pay him. This is Anthem Sports, who does have a, a, allegedly a huge checkbook. Like why? I think they also are like realizing we need to know what to do with our money the best we can. So like, yes, we could pay like millions for x y and z person but we don't know like if they're going to be really worth it and like we could instead of getting x y and z we can get a b and c for a short time but still have more money for like the rest of these potential roster members so like, they have an idea of like maybe where they could go in the future but wanted like do the best they can with the money they have and not spend too much more than they have to not be like AEW where they have too many people and they just pay all the money in the world for them and be like wcw but but my argument to that is we, we, we have a character that we really like. We have a Mia Yim who we really enjoy. We have Mike Bennett and Matt Taven who, in my opinion, are doing the best work of their careers. This is the best they've ever done. And Maria Kanellis, best work of her career. We have these people doing really great work. And instead of investing into them and into our product, like let's say we have to give them big money or whatever. Whatever big money is, as long as you're keeping these people around to build your product around. Because real, realistically, the only people that we know are going to be around forever, or at least for a while, Josh Alexander, Moose, Sammy Callahan, like these are people that we can kind of assume are in it for the long haul. Rich Swan, But everyone else just seems like it's a weird... Come as you want. We're only signing people for six months, maybe. Like, what do you think a guy like Eric Young? Like, what's a contract for Eric Young look like? 
Uh, he's probably signed like a multi-year, but someone we do know earlier this year that did sign in multiple years, or at least a year, extension with impact was PCO. So we know who cares about honor no more. The baby face of the group is going to be here for a long time, PCO. Maybe the that's one man, of the reasons the I've kind of stopped watching this product is because the guys they are investing in and the, the guys they are getting behind are just guys that I don't like. You know, it's like, I love a Mia Yim. Why would you let her go? I love a big cast. Why would you let her go? Like a lot of the talent that – like is, is seems to stick around. And I, I like Moose and Sammy has grown on me, but he's definitely a, a niche. He's a niche. Like I want to like a guy, you know, like Alex Zane's great. He's not here forever. Um, like the guys they do invest in a PCO. I don't like PCO. Like it's why uh, not a Giselle, like a Giselle Shaw's okay, I guess. But like Kimberly was for several years. I was wondering why, why does she work here? Like, it, none of that made sense to me. That was awesome, Alex Zane rules. Um, we're just watching. The, the pay-per-view's up, podcasters. We're just kind of watching Victory Road. Uh, but why, you know, why, why a PCO? Like, he's 50-something. How much, what long-term are we going to get out of PCO, like, investing in him? Like, we could have invested in big cast for 10 years. We're only going to get, like, one or two years out of PCO. But PCO is probably one of the best characters right now in wrestling. You have all this potential with the monster that can't be killed that just keeps on reinventing himself and just reincarnating, just taping up his body to be himself because he's this monster that is no longer human. He is stronger than human has ever become because he's the perfect weapon. But what's frustrating about everything you just said is Ring of Honor already tried that. They already tried to like push PCO as like the main guy and it killed Ring of Honor. Like, And I know that there's a, uh, that's up for discussion. But I 100% believe that when PCO became the Ring of Honor World Champion, it was just a new era of Ring of Honor that I didn't have interest in, that nobody else would, would ever care about again. It became a joke. It was a meme. This company that started with Brian Danielson and Low Key suddenly is now being championed by a 50-year-old former WWF guy. He's not just any forward WWF guy. He is the perfect creation one. God damn it. Show him respect he deserves. If you even enjoyed his match with Jonah, that amazing feud we had. Jonah now has his big run in TMDK no, in New Japan. I hated that match. Like I might have liked some of the spots, but I hated Jonah laying there and looking at him and waiting. Please get to the top turnbuckle. Like look at Trey Miguel. Everything he just did was quick, top turnbuckle, loved it. No one looked around like they were standing there waiting for something to happen to them. Mia Yim had to run remember she remember I just said I hated that spot where she had to run across to go make sure Trey Miguel was ready to eat a fucking moonsault. And that's what PCO's matches are. It's hey, I'm a big guy who's gonna do an awesome move. And no, he's he like people lay there and wait. They do, but then we get some big spots like we just had there. Alex Zane had to put himself in the right position for us to have a perfect crucifix bomb, unlike the terrible ones that Tasha Steele does. I hate just the crucifix. You know that. Mia did a good one, though, right there. Next to Alex Zane being professional. You know that's my least favorite move in the world. Thank you so much, Rizzo, the crucifix bomb. Let me get all in your back and then just kind of lean, and that's going to end up in a slam and not you falling to your knees first. But at least she did a good job. Like you think it's gonna start off with like a, the stretch, the uh, octopus stretch, but instead it goes into crucifix. Unlike when Tasha just tries to do it out of nowhere, but it looks fucking awkward because she can't do it right. At least Mia did it differently. And it's better. The physics don't make it be better or right. Nothing about it is good. The, the, like nothing about it works. It's a silly move. It's it's anti. It's the os cutter. It's just gravity's this way. Never mind. It's this way now. We changed it. No gravity. 
If you have enough momentum, gravity can change no matter where you go. Exactly. You're going to go straight. With, like the, An object in motion stays in motion unless you're doing a crucifix bomb or an os cutter. You're going to be flying backwards and suddenly go forward. Here we go. Changed it. So not a big fan, dude. Uh, Rizo in the chat says he used to like Yim until she became a Twitch nerd. I'm loving this Mia Yim. She looks super, super awesome right now, Gino. I don't watch Twitch, though, so maybe she's really annoying on there. She might be, and I haven't watched her Twitch in a long time. I barely watch any Twitch right now. With me working, I just try to watch good professional wrestling like Victory Road, which was, I think, the best show that entire Friday night. Because SmackDown, it was fine. It was entertaining. Like, the whole, like, Killer Cross that was doing the most entertaining part of the show. What? The tag match. The tag match. The Brutes. Like, that was a really good match, but to me, I just, I like, because at the exact time of 923, well, 922, we had Cross making sure he looked right at the camera. He said, we fooled you. We did this to you. Because he was telling it to the fans who were, like, waiting the whole time, 923. You're waiting. You're waiting because you believe something's going to happen. Then it goes to commercial break because they were just telling you it's not Cross. Cross is not the White Rabbit. Well, no, that's fooling you because you were the one who thought it was Cross. Um, And I know that what are your thoughts on this? Because Triple H and you know, there's like you even sent me. There's like a TikTok account. He even mentioned like this is for the hardcores. Like, uh, what do you what are your thoughts on them doing like an internet specific? Like they're really hammering this home. Like this is for the hardcores, not the casuals. It's because it's a lot like what I like when I was a big fan of like Lost. When Lost was going on and I was watching that show every fucking week and you would pay attention to all this stuff going on. You'd be looking up to like this ARG type stuff they set up in the what, show. What does that mean, by the way? You, you use Augmented the- reality game. Augmented reality. So it's stuff like when you find like something a show that's like connected to something that's actually in real life and then connects to that, you can see, okay, so all these connections lead you to something that could give you an answer, be it the show or something could like be a potential spoiler for that show. Because Lost did it really well. And just like what they're doing they be like they're doing all this teasing all this setup for what obviously is Bray Wyatt especially the most recent one was perfectly well done because you could if you looked hard enough and just took that extra time to find all these extra steps you could see Wyndham and it's all connected to Wyndham which is all nice it's all nice huh it's entertainment. It's entertainment. That's the whole thing. Like when you get really good entertainment, like this whole stuff where you have a fan base that is invested and interested, it goes. You go along with it. I have Therapy no. Interest. would never do this type of shit because I think Vince would be like, "What does all this have to do with any of this? What does this have to do with promoting our show?" When like this <laughs> is actually one of the best things for a fan to do because they can actually be a fan. They can be a fanatic about this. What shit about Save Us Two Two Two? He's done this. This this reminds me of a lot of debuts. Like let's do something cryptic. Let's do the the SmackDown hacker. Who could this be? It begins twenty twelve from the chat. Like there's been a lot of instances where we're trying to do a cryptic. Like will the fans be able to figure this out? Like I remember I was like you. I guess I was an ARG person when Jericho was coming back for the Save Us Two Two Two. Because it was like uh, there was someone who even put like it was like V four like it was about breaking the code and it was like uh, WWF the music volume four track five is break the walls down like there was all these like little like hidden gems that people found a crack that it was Jericho so yeah I mean they've done this before I don't know why like is it just because yeah and even in the chat it's a fucking is it retribution again like they've they did this recently with Vince McMahon. So I don't know if it's just a Vince does this. I think the fact that they're doing it on house shows is, is unique. I mean, that's, that's fun. Like, Hey, this spread on the internet and it's spreading on TikTok and Twitter. Like that's, that's fine. Um, 
And yeah, that most re- that thing that you just sent me in the Discord earlier. I mean, that's fun. Little videos they're putting together. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I'm so maybe it's because I'm. I maybe I am a casual. I think I'm just a casual. Because when I am like watching this stuff, I'm not as excited like as everyone else is. I think I'm just kind of like, cool. When's he coming out? What's his first match? Rizzo Bandil says Rosemary is the White Rabbit. Could be Rosemary. It could be Abyss. Could be Crazy Steve. Like you even sent me this one, and it has the feature head stuff. Who killed? WFS says White Rabbit is for casuals now and we're hardcore, so that's why we don't care. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Like, this thing did spread to a point where, like, it's just everybody knows the White Rabbit thing, right? Or, I, I don't know. Like, even my friends at work, it's so fascinating. Like, the guys who kind of watch wrestling, like, they'll say things that you just do not expect people to say. Like, a guy came up and was like, I really like Matt Riddle. Yeah, I hate Seth Rollins, though. And I was like, oh, like, you know, so he just really watches the characters for the characters. Like, Rollins is a baddie. He's going to boo the baddies. He likes the goodies. He likes Matt Riddle. So I never know, like, what I'm going to get. I don't even know if the guys at work know what the White Rabbit is. Like, uh, And that song is so scary, Gino. I don't like it. It's a good song. It's a great song. And thankfully, White Rabbit Records is here with the only two uploads on their YouTube. And we'll talk about that in a minute when we finish this video so you can get you a connection. Feed yours. Hey! Oh, there were numbers. I didn't even notice that the first time you sent it to me. I just kind of was like, whatever, Gino. I don't know what this shit is. So, okay. So, and this is perfect for you. Like, you love the internet. You probably have a secret Reddit or a Discord where you and all your other buddies are talking about this, freaking out. It's like the the, the Discord where you're the more the, you're the popular one. Like, they listen to TWFS and go, man, Gino, you were amazing. Like, they love your work. They don't even know who me and Kevin are. They just love you, and you guys are probably geeking over this shit, right? And we are, especially because when you see this video, you can tell it's a TikTok because the account, like the way it's set up, you can see the actual account has come with me, and you see under that little like red comment to it, that's the location. You find that out by an actual like uh, geographical location. It's in Italy of the giant rabbit. So you have all this like weird stuff, and you see the error code right at the very end, which is Corbin, Kentucky, which is where White Rabbit records is which is a record label record store not label that if you then search that up you find a youtube video on their channel <laughs> to another well, this is much time you know i thought you started working <laughs> this is very quick that was the thing like i did this so fucking quick when i found this out that's it was just immediate searching up what does this mean what could this mean why does the url have the uh fucking initials that it does later again it has 9 30 which is supposed to be again this friday so i guess like it's supposed to be would you come or will you go or you should go, I forget like the initials, but we're going, whatever the fuck it's like. They're going to be next Friday. We're going to see this fucking rabbit again and whatever they're going to tease. And it's just, it's exciting to be like me and Tyler, actually, that whole fucking night, we were just talking about the rabbit. He's, he's my friend. He's the one friend I'm like talking about all this stuff with, like figure out all the specific answers and all this shit. And then looking up Twitter, finding out like if anyone else posted what else this could mean. But when I found like the White Rabbit on YouTube, I'm like, so this is Wyndham. It's Bray Wyatt Wyndham, the White Rabbit Rotunda. We're gonna have a whole alliteration, a whole giant title for the White Rabbit Bray Wyatt Rotunda. Oh, that would be awful. But I, who knows? I'm not putting it past anything that you've. Everything you've said, I've hated. So I mean, why wouldn't I? I mean, that just keep it, keep that train going, keep that momentum going. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I want Bray Wyatt to come back. I think it was one of the guys who like had said that. Like I was shocked when he was released. I wasn't a big Bray Wyatt guy. 
I never really was. Chris Benoit, thank you, my friend. But, yeah, I I think it's hilarious how into it you are. Like, it's just Bray Wyatt coming back, and we got to, like, look at this. Oh, this is in Italy. This is this. Like, so I I wish I was on that same level with you. But maybe I was when when I was, like, 14. I would have been all into this. I would have been on WrestleView.com. I would have been on Wrestle-Zone.com. I would have been just trying to find any sort of information, any sort of nuggets about this. But now that I'm a casual, I don't give a shit. I get that. That's why you'd rather watch like really good wrestling. I do like this Victory Road show that I enjoyed from top to bottom, especially the main event was just the perfect. I want to watch the and Usos like, and the Brutes. Why are you not pretend? Why are you pretending that wasn't amazing? It was a good match, but I was somewhat like you. When you know who's gonna win, it was kind of disappointing. But at least with this card, there were some matches. I'm like, it could go either <laughs> Which way. Which one? The main Which event massacre could go either way. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> with the, this match, you didn't, it, the Barbara Massacre match could have gone either. What are you talking about? I, Any one of those three men could have won that match. I had no idea who was going to win. Oh, dude, Gino, come on. It's Barbara Massacre. Who do you think's going to win? That's right. You know, I should have known it was going to be Macklin at the very beginning. Well, how could I not expect Macklin, Macklin beat to win the Jay White? Match that Sammy's known for. Macklin beat Jay White. He's going to win a barbed wire match, okay? We're on the road to Bound for Glory, and, and Macklin's their big star. Macklin's their new sting, okay? They're going to make sure he's well taken care of. Uh, I love that tag match. I thought it was great. I thought the Brutes had a shot. Sorry I didn't fall into it. Maybe because I watched Hulu SmackDown. Hulu SmackDown really framed it. Like, obviously, the Usos are going to win. They came out, or obviously, they're going to lose. They come out and cut that promo. Sammy got the new shirt. I was like, dude, Sammy's going to screw the Usos later. SmackDown's awesome. And then, yeah, maybe you were right. Maybe the Usos did. What was up with the beginning of Raw, by the way? How come Raw... Why does Raw suck so bad? Is it because it's red? Why is it bad? Raw has... It, there's moments. There's moments that shine. It's the beginning of Raw. I end up enjoying it. I know some people did, but I liked I liked Raw's opening. This How week. come Bianca... Yeah. I was going to say Beyonce. How come Bianca and Alexa and... Like, why are they all still like a trio? What is this? Is this AEW? We're setting up for war games. You don't understand. We already have one for one side of it already with Candice LeRae coming back. So we don't know the other side. We don't know who the fourth member of Damage Curl will be for the women's war games match. We know at least... Everyone but one. So we're going to find out who the special eighth woman is going to be for the neg- the heel side for the four versus four. Dude, it games. sucks. Doesn't it suck, though? Don't you hate watching Alexa and Asuka stand there as Bianca talks about how great she is? And they're just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Like, it makes no sense. They're just all on their side for right now until Alexa becomes Alice and she becomes a heel, goes after and wins that women's title. No matter who wins this whole feud, no matter what happens after Survivor Series, Alexa Bliss being Alice is going to win that women's it's world. It's not Alice. It's Gallus. It's going to be Joe, Joe and Mark Coffee are going to be with Bray. It's going to be fantastic. I don't know why you hate Gallus so much. Former tag team champions. This is a huge moment for them in their careers. I'm really excited. I think they could do no wrong with Gallus and and Bray Wyatt. I that's true, but right now Gallus have to go over Briggs and Jensen right now. So like they have this big feud going on now in NXT, and hopefully that's going to lead them to fight Pretty Deadly because we're going to have a Commonwealth State of the Union next week from Pretty Deadly, the tag team champions, who we're going to find out who they're going to face next week after that. 
GYV used to be awesome. They ruined GYV. They were grizzled young the veterans. The diet are better now. The diet are better than nah, grizzled they young veterans. Suck. <laughs> Wrestling sucks now. Like, the more you say, because I feel like a month ago, Gino, you hated all this shit. Now you're, like, on board with it because Triple H is in charge. Like, it really is, like, this weird, it's like a Blu-ray disc. It's it's You're watching the movie, but they put this little blue tint on it. And you're like, oh, it looks amazing. I love this. But, no, it's still the same movie. No, this is a different movie because there's also little hints and Easter eggs if you pay attention closely because we do have a fourth person joining the schism. We still don't know who this person in the hoodie is that's joining this group. I'm schism, not watching NXT. But they're accepting. They're going to be. There's this new member. I'm excited. Just like next week, we're going to have Vaughn Wagner versus Chase. Andre Chase to find out if, who's going to qualify for this North American title ladder match. It's going to be a great match. Vaughn Wagner all the way. Did you not think Kazarian was going to win? Nobody thought he wasn't going to be a bat for glory, but he gets to be a bat for glory. He's going to lose. You didn't think he'd be at the 20th anniversary of TNA at their bound for glory, their 20th year? You didn't think it was going to be I didn't think he was going to be in the ex bitch time match against Speedball. That was a shock to me. I was like, Speedball's going to face Kaz. That's exciting. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, so we are ready for our rematch for the World Knockout Tag Team Championship. I love it. You are owed a rematch, so what about at the biggest show of the year, Bound for Glory? Yes, that sounds amazing, yes. but, but here's the twist. I know that it was Rosemary and I who are, yeah. you know, Knockout's World Tag Team Champions, but what about having Jessica as my partner? Oh, Rosemary, you're good with this? <laughs> Gail, we can't wait to see this play out. <laughs> wait, and you guys think you can handle it? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ready? Oh, ready. Right. Wrestling sucks, Gino. Why do I watch this? It's so embarrassing. Jessica is the best. Jessica is great. I love Jessica. It's I'm excited. It's so embarrassing. Like, it's just cringe. It's, oh, my gosh. It's so bad. That's what makes it great. That's I just accept the cringe. I just love it. Jessica is the best. <laughs> I love how sick Jessica is. She's the best character. Ricardo slept. They don't move faster. Movies are at the same speed. Get out of here. Gino, this was awful. Jessica's awful. Uh, Vexed is okay. I like both of them. I bet their promo's no better, though. Let's take a look. Uh, hey, so cute. Do, you, do you know what losers do? Um, hmm. They, they lose. lose. Oh, Gino, did you hear that? They lose. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me volume boost this because you. I have to turn you down for some reason, so let me volume boost this. Gino... <laughs> I want to like this, and I feel like just because Triple H is in charge, you really like it. But you know deep down this shit's awful. doesn't matter what combination of this you bring to the ring. You're going to do what you do, and that's be losers. <laughs> I'm undefeated. Okay, so just you want your, your rematch? Sure. Fine, because we're going to do what we did at Emergence, and that's leave all of you and the entire world best. You cross the line! Do not touch my tag partner! Uh, Jayla called. She wants her outfit back. Dude, I think I'm done watching this show. I hate this. This is bad. This is the best. I'm excited for Bow for Glory. Jessica is going to be coming out to have the big moment for her to win the tag titles. Not in the pre-show. Hopefully it's on the main card. Did you hear where she was like, Jayla called. She wants her outfit back. Yes, who cares about Ty? Ty is just second rate. Jessica is the one that matters. Jessica needs the belt. Just she wins it by herself. Man, this show's bad. I, like, <laughs> Pear Bear loves it. So there's one person that likes it. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I might not even watch this BFG. BFG's the worst. Like, they used to be their biggest show of the year. Now it's Eddie Edwards is in the main event. Now it's Jessica Havoc and Taya are going to fight Vex. That actually sounds okay when I say it out loud. But then this buildup is so bad for it. J-Lo called Gino. She wants her outfit back. Yes, but then we also have the women's, the knockouts title match that I'm just really excited for. Masha Slamovich, Jordan Grace. That's going to be the, that should be the main event of Battle for Glory. Fuck Josh, Alexander, Eddie Edwards. That could be a semi-main. Make the main event Jordan Grace, Masha Slamovich. Why? Why? <laughs> See, they're not good either, though, if I could be honest. Like, Masha, they push her to the moon. Like, I know why they're doing that. But she still kind of stinks. It's not like she's that great. She's so good. Jordan Grace was able to prove how great she is. Fighting the non-binary monster, Max Dampere, they're one of my favorites. She was great, too. This is an amazing contest. They had a victory row, but we then got to get to the main event. Yeah, main Fucking Barbara Massacre right after Jordan Grace, who did announce that this Thursday night we have a Monsters Ball match for Masha being part of the Pick Your Poison. She has to fight Ali Catch this Thursday night. Ah, oh, it sounds awful. Oh, I, I'm not watching this show ever again. You've convinced me that I don't need to watch this. It makes me upset how many years that I invested into the show. You, like, Alley Catch, you know, Monsters Ball, Matt. Like, all of it just sounds so bad. It sounds like we're watching a Juggalo infomercial, and that that's one of the matches. But it's going to be great to see again. We're going to see Wednesday night for the 24-hour period, seeing Masha Slamovich and Alley Catch have to be in the locked room for 24 hours to be prepared for their Monsters Ball match. It's going to be exciting. Why is that exciting to watch them in a room? Because the Monsters Ball match needs to be respected, and we need to see them in the room. No hydration, no food for 24 hours, ready for this match. Rafe to kill each other Wednesday, Thursday night. I don't know, exciting. dude. I thought getting a job would change you. I thought you would realize, why do I watch this shit? But you're over here like, dude, Monsters Ball with Alley Catch. I guess you're an Alley Catch fan. So for you, it's like a huge deal. But for people like me, like casuals, we don't know who Alley Catch is. We don't want to watch her wrestle matches. You don't, but here's the thing. Kevin, I know, loves Alley Catch. So he's going to be, for the first time in a long time, finally watching Impact to see Alley Catch on tape on TV. It's going to be an exciting nah, Kevin had her confused with somebody else. He thought it was a completely different person. I, I can't believe you thought Macklin was going to lose. He even had the paint. He did, but but having fucking Sammy Callahan in the cactus attire is like it's got to be him. He's got with the cactus. Gino, you're lying. You hate this shit and you hate Macklin. No, I love Macklin. I love Cactus Jack, and I thought Sammy Callahan had the win because he had the homage to Cactus. Wasn't it obvious? Cactus Cactus lost these matches all the time. But this was going to be the big moment where we changed things to have Cactus get the big win and not have Cactus lose like he normally does. Sammy going up against. Sammy going up against two heels, and you were like, oh, Sammy's got it. I thought so. He's going to be proved that, see, we're eye to eye, because every time we keep telling each other, telling ourselves, they're not friends, they're not partners, and Sam was going to be able to prove that they were partners this whole time, but they weren't. We still don't know what's going on with the two of them. No, it's still just no, a really I know. weird story. I know what's going on. Well, what's, the, what's the story? They're not friends. They're not partners. What's the story? I don't understand. They're, yeah, they're, they're telling us one thing. I don't know if that's the true. The story is, is Macklin's their favorite wrestler they have, and he's going to win this match. It's so obvious. Like, he beat Jay White, Gino. He's, he's, this is their Stone Cold Steve Austin, all right? Steve Macklin. I thought the wrestling god was their Stone Cold God. I don't understand Impact. Anymore. Who's the wrestling god? Is that Moose? 
Moose is the no, wrestling god. Moose. He calls himself the wrestling god all this time since DC3 shit when he was the Impact TNA World Heavy Champion. Nah, Moose lost to Rich Swan. He's a piece of shit. Like, it really, like, this company, it's so I'm done watching Impact, I think. I think this might have been it. Sammy's on the Cactus Jack diet. I can see that. He's gotten bigger since his injury, and don't tell me he can't work out. He's footered. He can't exercise. Dude, he can definitely wrestle, okay? He can definitely work out. He, there's a PC around him somewhere. He can go to the gym. Oh, he Gino could, but he goes. Me. He's still in good shape, David. Sammy Khan's still a great worker. This was an amazing main event. I was excited from top to bottom. What do you mean good shape? Event. Look at him. He's been in worse shape before. That's the thing. We remember Solomon Crow. Solomon Crow was in better shape. No, I don't think so. I think he was in worse shape than Solomon Crow. I think this is better shape than Solomon Crow. No way. You're just you're being a heel. It was Solomon Crow wore a singlet. This guy can't fit in a singlet. Yeah, you can fit in a singlet. Even Kevin Owens will fit in a singlet when they forced him to for a short time in ROH early days. He was skinnier than this. I'm telling you, Solomon Crow is in pretty good shape. This is the worst we've ever seen Sammy Callahan. I think you're being you're blinded. I mean, look at look at this. Look at Solomon Crow. Look at him. He's in good shape. Oh, this is a barn burner. He's fighting Kevin Owens. Look at look at him. He looks like Rob Van Dam. Yeah, and right now he looks still like Rob Van. He looks like Rob Van Dam right now. Right now, he looks like about Sammy Callahan. No, he looks like Rob Van Dam ate a Rob Van Dam. Like, look at this guy. Solomon Crow was awesome. This guy's like, I'll just wrestle on in the Indies and not take it. Can you imagine if Triple H was working with this guy still? So, uh, you know, we uh, we got some salad and catering too. You know, he would definitely be letting this guy know he's gotten too big, too big for his britches. We already got a Kevin Owens. Yes, but this Kevin Owens, this second Kevin Owens would be even bigger because he'd be doing more hardcore matches. We'd be having hardcore matches today more often if we had a Sammy Callahan. This this shit was awful. Like this whole moment here, like I was watching this and I was like, is this good? Is this cool? And everybody's wearing like ridiculous outfits. It's because we don't know. It's still the story. You have been following like I have. We don't know if they're friends. We don't think they're no, friends. No, that part they of the story. That part of the story, I don't care about. Gino. look at his. Look at Moose's pants. He's got high water pants with like the gold streaks. Look at Macklin's face paint. Look at Sammy's waistline. Like this whole thing is like, what am I watching here? Like this really is a like a, a JCW. This is bloody mania. Like it just it's it's a bunch of backyarders who aren't working in AEW or aren't working in WWE. They landed here in Impact because, hey, this place has a lot of history behind it. This is where AJ got his start. Kurt Angle came here willingly at one point. Uh, Sting came here willingly instead of WWE. Uh, Bully Ray was here. Like Guys have come to this company and made uh, – Bobby Roode. Guys have come here and made something of themselves. And now we're watching this. Yes, we're watching at least two-thirds of these men actually dress like they're in a street fight, like they're actually in the streets ready to fight. Macklin having the face paint doesn't fit. He shouldn't be doing that. He should be wearing fucking actual gear he would be doing outside in a fight like these two amazing wrestlers, Sammy Callahan and Moose. So, you know, nobody wears pants like that in real life. Maybe they do, but not for a street fight. Hey, I'm going out for a street fight with my high waters on. Like, no, yeah, we, we trade forearms in the street. Great call, King James. Uh, we have barbed wire wrapped around ropes, and we have doors in the streets. Uh, this is a special street. This is like a Raven Street, because also Raven being inducted to the Hall of Fame is going to be great. Look at that kip up. The moose. Oh, we don't do kip ups in the street, Gino. Oh, look at that. Oh, he almost killed himself. This match was awesome, Gino. 
This was the best match. Moose will show that he has the fucking talent that no one thought he did. People weren't able Ooh. to think like, oh, Moose can't do a hardcore match because they forget his match with Tommy Dream where he almost killed Tommy Dream. You always say things like, people always do this. Like, which people? No one ever said Moose can't do hardcore. We know Moose. Like, what? what is doing hardcore? If Sammy can do it, Moose can do it. Jesus. Moose can't do everything, but I wish he could. He Moose can do a pants. lot of things. We don't expect him to, and that's in Moose needs to be world champion again and hopefully he does but right now we don't know where we're gonna go after eddie edwards loses at bound for glory but we're gonna see what happens at the collier shot gauntlet match how much like how long do you think this company can go like is this like and I, we've talked about this before like impact being like stagnant like it's it's not growing it's not shrinking it's just plateaued i actually do think it's uh shrinking by the way i think i watch these shows on uh the ultimate insiders on youtube and these videos get like 200 likes so am i to believe that there's 200 people that watch this that like it on youtube now i don't know how you're watching it i don't know how you're consuming this gino but if there's only 200 likes on facebook how how long can this go for I think this is going on until the wheels fall off, until Anthem decides they're done with it, but I don't think it's going to be done anytime. So we're going to keep this going till that wheels fall off, till they realize, you know, we can't do it anymore, but they're not going to get there anytime. So that's going to be years and years from now. It's never going to fail. We are going to have to keep going with these big moments. Bow for glory. We're going to be able to get these big excitement moments, these people showing up and having these, whether they be long-term or short-term contracts, but we're going to have these people showing up, and I'm just excited for Battle for Glory, for everything we're going to see for the future. I don't know if I'm excited. I, I, I can't get it up for Bound for Glory this time. I I, I always want to like Bound for Glory. I always want to be excited for Slammiversary. Like they're, they're looking at me in the face and telling me you're not going to like BFG. We have Eddie Edwards in our main event. This match could have been at Bound for Glory. It's kind of shocking it was at Victory Road. Like... I, I'm I don't know dude I, I know that you're a really positive impact guy this is bad this might be some of the worst shit I've ever watched listen how could they keep this going for Bowker that's multiple months from now still they, they we don't know they if they're booked. friends or not they're not friends the storyline pretty much is just people are forcing it to be a story this is not a story they booked Sammy Eddie Collins Edwards the shit. they booked Eddie Edwards three months out they don't want to do moose they don't want to do moose and Macklin and like, you're the one who really cares about this. They're friends and they're not. Like, we just watched them fight each other. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, again, we're not saying that we just explained the story. They're not friends. They've never been friends. They're fighting each other. So we're, they, it's not a storyline. We can't keep this going for, like, a few months. We don't know where Sammy's going to be, especially after losing this match. So we know Mackle, at least in the hierarchy, is above these two now. So he could be in that world title picture. We're going to see where he shows up, if he's going to be in the gauntlet call your shot gauntlet if he's going to do something else we're going to have to see what Bafflor has because we still have a few matches we could still book for this card we got imagine a lot macklin versus josh alexander like it, just imagine like i'm going to be in a world where this wrestling company that i loved that i fell back in love with with ace austin and chris bay and josh alexander and tjp having incredible 30 minute matches on television and hour-long matches with that iron man match it's going to culminate to Josh Alexander has to have a title match with Steve Macklin. Where so I could realistically just think Steve Macklin's going to be their champion. We could see that happen. I'd be excited for that because here's the thing. You forget how excited you ended up being and how hyped you were after seeing Joe Doring versus Josh Alexander because you did not understand how great Joe Doring was till you saw What? Him. When you see Macklin versus Josh Alexander one-on-one, -on -one, you realize, you know, this guy could be world champion anywhere. Why the fuck did David drop the ball and have him just be a tag team guy?
No, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think I'm, I've watched Macklin have matches. I liked Macklin and Miguel. I thought that was a good match. And Joe Doring, the big surprise was they let him go for like 25 minutes. I did not see them having a 25-minute match. And I didn't know why they did that match two weeks after already having a big title match for Josh Alexander. Like, why would we? He loses to EY. And then, and then we're just supposed to believe that he has a chance at losing to Joe Doring. There was no reason to have that match that quick. If you're ever going to have a, your champion in a meaningless six-man tag, it's at a show like that. Not at Victory Road. Like, why would we book the Eddie Edwards match so far out? Like, that makes no sense. This show sucks. Like, this is the end of this show. Macklin's on top. Josh Alexander needs to get out of there while he still can. Um, dude, it sucks. Like, even Ethan Page sucks. Like, he, this is his fault, too. No, this isn't anybody's fault. Josh Alexander needs to keep steering this ship and fix it. We're going to get over this Eddie Edwards hump. We're going to get to the better part of this mountain where we're going to see the light. Macklin may be the future. We don't know if Macklin's going to be the next guy. We don't know yet. We still don't know what EY's doing right now. Because, like, he's in fucking shatters right now. And, like, shambles. Because old Joe Dork's gone. And now, like, they don't know what they're going to do with VBD. But we're still trying. So we're going to see. Maybe he wins the color shot. And he becomes champion. Just he does it in the middle. Of, who knows what's going to happen. I'm just hopeful. I'm going to be optimistic and hope that Impact's going to do great. And hopefully battle for glory. Because we're still a few months out. we still got some time. We could build up to... Well, it could be an amazing battle for glory card. I watched a Marky D video, and I haven't watched Marky D in a while, but it was Cody Rhodes and Impact because I was not watching Impact at that time. And isn't it frustrating that, like, the company was dead at that time too, but that whole thing was just to make Brandy Rhodes a wrestler. Isn't that strange? Like, after watching that, it was like Brandy's introduction to, like, kind of a mainstream wrestling audience. And Cody wasn't even there full time, and Brandy was hanging out with Moose. Dude, it was so bad, and like Rust Impact was dead back then. Why have I been holding on, Gino? I need to just let it go. No, we need to support Impact. Impact's been there for us. We're going to be there for Impact. I liked Little Moose. Moose and Little Moose was the best. I love Brandy. People don't understand she does this intentionally. She's bad on purpose, like Eva Marie. That's what I realized. Wrestlers who intentionally be bad are the best. Eva Marie, Brandy Rhodes, they're the greatest. You will never understand how great those two are. I don't I don't think they'll understand how wrestling works. I want to watch that shit. I think this is it, Gino. I think tonight we cancel the Impact uh, Ultimate Insider subscription. I think we move on from talking about these guys. I think this is it. Or do we wait till Bound for Glory? Do we give them like a massive send-off, like a BFG night? We watch the pay-per-view, and then we make our final decision. I think that'd be only fair. Yeah, we give it to the real paper. favorite impact wrestler is Vincent. He kind of is. The, the impact is so shitty that Vincent is standing out. It's like, wow, he's really improved. Like, he has turned out to be much better. <sighs> you see that clothesline, Gino? This shit's so bad. Listen, Moose tr tries to oversell sometimes. He, try does, he tries to do the Rikishi bump. He doesn't always do it perfectly like Rikishi would. I don't think that's what yeah, I meant. I meant Macklin no-selling that clothesline. It was like a double clothesline that only affected Moose. Uh, my favorite wrestler in Impact is probably Josh Alexander. Uh, he's trying his best, but, you know, he's surrounded by shit, and he's trying to – he's rolling the shit in sugar, hoping it turns into a powdered donut, you know. It'll never be a powdered donut. It will be a power door. We're going to see Bow for Glory. Where then you can make that decision if you want to give up on it. But I'm going to still, 
I'm, it doesn't matter how many times I go back into the trenches. I'm gonna still be in the trenches with impact to the day I die. To the day it dies, impact for life. All right, let's fast. RVD Tito for life. Let, let, let's let's fast forward towards the end of this one. This was the big main event. Gino had no idea Macklin was gonna win. He saw somebody wear, dressed like Cactus Jack and thought that guy's winning for sure because Cactus Jack is undefeated in street fights. Um. Which, by the way, he like lost every single like one, didn't he? He lost to Edge. No, don't talk. It doesn't matter. He's the best. Him and Terry Funk are the greatest. They never lost. They lost a lot, you know. They like Triple H, Edge, all these. The Rock, Cactus Jack never won shit. Oh, the pile driver. That's got to be it. Yeah, the Cactus Driver. It's over. Cactus Driver one, two. Oh, Macklin. What the fuck, dude? Macklin rules. He's the greatest wrestler they have, huh? He's one of the best next to Josh Alexander. Got to be a part of an amazing six-person tag team match Don't against Honor that. No More to prove and defend Impact from Honor No More, but they couldn't. How many more months can we do that? You talk about it's not really a storyline, but it is. How many? How much longer can we pretend that Honor No More isn't just part of the fucking company? Like they're they're it's literally employees. Bob for glory. They're just employees. They are employees until Bob for Glory, where Honor No More will die and be ceased. Because that might be part of the story, is that in the contract sign we get the week before Bob for Glory, Sports Eddie Edwards has to course, say that if Eddie Edwards loses, Honor No More has disbanded. And that's how we lose Honor No More. This is so bad, you know. I'm glad that someone out there likes it. I'm glad you, I'm glad you and the 39 people there loved this match. This was an amazing match to watch while also discussing SmackDown and also having Grand Slam on and discussing SmackDown how okay it was. Why this does was he do Oh! Why does thumb he do up. I've already asked about the thumbs up, thumb down thing. Is it like a reference to Batista or what? Like, why does he do that? It's just that he does. He's like the man in control of the viewers. He's in control of the television. He turns it on, turns it off. It's thumbs up, thumbs down. The viewership goes Dude, up or goes down. I think because we're he's the man. I think we're in control now. This shit sucks. Macklin run with the DDT. Like that's this amazing Sean Park wire door. This amazing bloody war and with the DDT. His face paint's all washed off. Oh man, it's just dude. a bloody mess. He's just such a war hero. This great man who saved our country. He saved us. He's the hero. He's not a heel anymore. You this hate war, Gino. We shouldn't be in war if we don't have to. But if we have to, at least we have someone like the Steve Mack, who uh, won with Cactus Jack's other fish, a double arm DDT. So fuck the pile driver when you have the double under DDT. You don't like this. Fish. You're just you're just you're you're convincing yourself that you like this shit. Impact is dead. It was a fun ride. I don't. You and I have often like talked about doing a, an Impact special, like time, getting a timeline together of when it all died for me. Like I remember the Pop TV entrance where Bobby Roode and Lashley had their big title fight, and they were like walking around the streets, and it was like that Royal Rumble. Like, uh, thank you. It was like that Royal Rumble. Uh, like that was that. What are the Jets and the Sharks? What is that? West Side Story. It was like a West Side Story, like funny intro to Impact Wrestling on on Pop TV. That was probably the end of it when EC3 won the championship. That was probably the death of it. There's several moments throughout this when the ropes were green. There's several moments in Impact history where I just look at that company like, wow, this shit it was so awesome, and it died. It just died so a flaming, fiery death. And then I got sucked back into it. I was like, no, I like Impact. It's actually my favorite one. X Division matches were fantastic. Rich Swan was the champion, and I was like, why? 
But maybe I was putting up with Rich Swan as champion because the matches were so good on the show. Now the matches aren't even that good, and no care, no wrestlers want to stick around in this fucking shithole except Steve Macklin. Well, there's Josh Alexander's going to stick through this thick and thin. Speedball Mike Bailey's going to stick through this now since he's finally able to work. He's going to be here working indies, working impact, working everywhere he can because Speedball's the best. He'll always have now, the match. Now, Lockheed Black says aces and eights were the best thing in impact. And even at that time, we all hated it. But now it's like looking back, I loved aces and eights. And, I, and, I and mit- that's why when we do have like years from now, people are going to realize just how good Speedball is because we don't know if he's going to be leaving impact anytime soon or if he's going to stay. I feel it. I hope. For years from now, Speedball is no. going to be in Impact still and in the world. No, now. we already know he's awesome. Like that's different. Like if Aces and Eights was like storyline wise, we weren't sure what was happening. Speedball has a great match every show. Like he's he delivers consistently. His character is simple enough to where we don't need a ton of gimmicks behind it. We all love Speedball. Okay, don't lump him in with Aces and Eights. Which when they sh- when they took off a mask, we saw Devon. We were like, oh man, woo. So, Gino, before we go, your job. You got a new job. Are you still working there? I am still working. My job's been, you know, it's been filling up my time. But you know what I've been doing when I am free from my time? I enjoy looking up some garbage stuff that's happened at AB and AEW. And I did send you two videos of just one that's just a flub and one that just makes absolutely no sense. Do I, really do I need to watch either one of these? Do I have to? Are you going to make me? I would say... It's up to you if you want to. One is Marina Shafir, and another is a WWE botch that they didn't edit out, which surprised Where's me when the I Marina? It oh, is it on this? Uh, the AEW one I sent you in the DMs. Oh, my gosh. You sent me a dark. So you're still watching dark. Like, what? why? Why are you watching dark? I find dark to be entertaining, whether it be for good matches or just for stuff like this. And even today, I watched the newest episode of dark, and it upset me because the fucking announcer did a botch of an actual person's name. And it just irked me because, like, I know that dude. I've watched him wrestle a few times. His name Jay Malachi, and she fucking did. It was terrible. But, yeah, this, I at least found entertainment out of this bad promo. <sighs> problem. She is a problem. She is the problem. Albany. Woo! My name is Marina Shafir, daughter of Dizabella <laughs> An A-B spell. You know what? She actually doesn't have an accent. I kind of was expecting her to sound like really bad. Uh, but her voice is great, Gino. This is real. We can work with this. She's she's a work in progress. You hang out with Vicky long enough, you're going to be the best promo in the business. Shafir and Venyamin Shafir and you welcomed us with open arms in 93 when we immigrated here from Moldova. Woo! Moldova! Know me. Uh, yes, you do. My parents created the problem. In Albany, you raised the problem. You are a part of the problem. Everybody's blaming Albany tonight. Wait, so what's wrong? So did it happen yet? Because so far, this is just generic. Like, I got it. Like, um, But were you like, oh, this is so bad? Because this is better than Bianca and Bailey from Monday. Well, it gets there because, like, as you see, like, there's Ian Riccoboni and Daddy Magic are trying, like, to go along with it that she's talking uh. shit about Albany. But, like, she's actually trying to endorse Albany because they helped make her and who the problem is. But, like, the, the announcer's again, Ian Riccoboni doing the best he can, and Daddy Magic just trying to be entertaining as he tries to. But, like, they, they were trying to salvage this to make it make sense. 
but it obviously does it as you'll see later. All right, hold on. L- later, when you say later, like how much later? It's just a, you'll see. You'll see what it gets there. It's not the best. All of you, all of you are part of the problem. Let them have it, Marina. <laughs> no, Hello. these are ticket buying fans. Why are we trying are to chase them? You know me. Part of the problem. You're part of the problem, Ian. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know me. You don't know. You don't know nothing about me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, dude. Right and look at Vicky. She loves this descent into madness. So madness. that that part made no sense. Why did she go from "you all know me" and then like looks at the camera? You don't know me. <laughs> that part probably could have went without that. Okay. She could have, like, that's it. She just tried her best. She tried her best to make sure she had the camera on her and she knew where the camera was. So she was speaking to us at home. But we don't know, Marina. A lot of people watch this. Understand this. Understand this. When the violins play, violence is always on the way. Oh, that rhymed at least. That was so close to being okay, though, wasn't it? If she would have cut out half of that, we would have trimmed off that weird part about you don't know me. Like, you're the problem. You know me. You know me. Cheeto, you know me. You know me. You don't know me. Oh, man. We're, I'm glad you showed they me tried. That. She did the best she could. But, yeah. And, again, Ian and Daddy match were trying their best, like, because they're trying to be heels. But, like, she's trying to get a response from her baby face reactions to hometown. Is and it? The beasts of she's from Moldova. Malachi Black says that was fucking shit. Vlds, stop it. How did? Wait, what do you mean? She's is she from Albany? She was raised in Albany. That's something they raised the problem when she was a baby. She came to Moldova from Moldova to America, so she was a very young child here in America. This shit sucks. Why are we even talking about it? What's the other thing you sent me? <laughs> the other thing I sent you was a little backstage exclusive. It's all like a few seconds in, but like it's a few seconds after. Because it's Jair Gargano and Kevin Owens talking about the match they just had this Monday night. I didn't and finish Raw. Is it? Is, wait, is this? does this spoil Raw? This spoils their the match, but it's not too bad. Just again, you'll see. It's just in me a few seconds after, and you'll understand why I made sure of this time. And he right. failed. It didn't always work tried. out. Austin Theory always tries and he always fails. And tonight I kicked right him right there. In the face. Wait, what do you hold on? He always tries and he always fails. Why did you say right Watch, there? Listen, listen closely what he says because he's talking about theory. Remember? Oh, so is there going to be? Is this? Did he say the White Rabbit? I think I heard him. Just pay attention. To see the exact words he says. Why are you like theory. instructing me? Why is this like homework? What is this? Canada, the roar for you, immense, and Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, he tried, and he failed. It didn't work out. Austin Theory always tries, and he always fails, and tonight I can't. Wait, so what was the thing? He said Aries. Oh, is that what he said? right in the face. Back in Canada, the roar for you, immense, and Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, he tried, and he failed. It didn't work out. Austin Theory always tries, and he always fails, and tonight I even the yes, Dirty B did not want to edit this out. It's in the closed caption that he says, Austin. No, it's, it's the best. The closed caption said theories. Tonight, I kicked him right. Oh, Kev, back in Canada, the roar for you, immense. And Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, he tried and he failed. It didn't work out. Austin Theory's always. 
Austin Theories always tries. It says it right there. Austin Theories. Yeah, it's Theories. He doesn't say Aries. It's not like Panda Express, PWG's own Kevin Steen, and Jagger Gano are talking about Austin Aries and their PWG days. No, this is, he said Theory. He didn't say Aries. But it doesn't say Aries on the screen. Yeah, so it's those people who are deaf. They don't know that he botched and said Aries on accident. But he no said one Ares. else watched this, Gino. It's a digital exclusive. How are you? What are you? How's work? What happened? Well, I thought you were working like twenty hours a day. I work nine to five. So when I'm off work, I look at these types of botches. Like when Jai Gargano on a WWE upload on Monday night after his match says Austin Aries, the man who is canceled, the man who is not working anywhere, he gets mentioned on WWE, and they didn't even want to edit it. Kevin Dunn's probably fuming. He's pissed off. Jai Gargano's got to apologize multiple times for saying a man's name instead of saying the fuck word like he could have instead. This was Vleeties, ladies and gentlemen. It was an amazing broadcast. Wrestling's dead, you know. You convinced me. Like, you're excited about him saying Austin Theories and going, he said Aries. Like, that was a big yes, moment for you. It was like, a big, it was a big, I, I love botches like this. Loves botches, but Jericho says there's no such thing as a botch. So that was somehow intentional that he said Austin Aries. So I'm looking forward to Austin Aries as the white rabbit that he just told us. It's exciting. We had an amazing time tonight. We ran down uh, Victory Road as much as we could. It was not the greatest. It made me sad watching it, Gino. I was sad. So sad today trying to binge watch that. Like I was like, oh, man, this isn't Impact anymore. Triple Threat Revolver matches. Like, Mia Yim leaving. Mike Bennett leaving. Matt Taven leaving. Maria leaving. Uh, w. Morrissey leaving. Everybody's gone. There's no The, the show's dead. You were excited about Delirious coming back. Delirious didn't have a job. He needed somewhere to go. Like, it's... It, I'm convinced, dude. We're no longer the niche wrestling show. We just talked WWE. And I'm still going to talk about niche wrestling. I'm going to still love Impact. I'm just excited to see Masha Slavich, Jordan Grace, Josh Alexander, Speedball Mike Bailey, all these amazing mainstays that we're going to have for years to come. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Masha Slavich is the worst. Uh, Thank you so much, Rizzo. We needed that. We needed a little dance after what just happened to us. I'm very, very happy that we got to that we got to do that. Let's listen to that song, by the way. So, Gino, I think we covered it all. Victory Road, uh, SmackDown is fantastic. I don't know why you hated SmackDown so much. You were you always watch wrestling and go like, "This was the best show of the weekend," but then you always pretend like SmackDown was only a brawling segment with Drew McIntyre. There was a fantastic. Remember that moment where Roman was like, "Take our shirt off." Take our shirt off. I don't want to see you wear that shirt ever again because I got you a new one. Did you like that? It was awesome. It was really well done, but they it's I'm more excited for everything else for the right white rabbit. The white rabbit. Yes. The white rabbit is the only exciting thing to me that just makes me interested to watch the show. Is like what's gonna happen with the white rabbit? When is Bray gonna show up? And with the Alex and all and Alice and all this shit we could do. It's not Alice. It's Gallus. could show up. She's, and he they're gonna be a part of the war games match. It's gonna be Gallus and Bray, the four of them. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. I love Gallus. And hopefully Trent Seven comes back. So uh, that was, we covered it all, Gino. I think, well, I'll be back tomorrow night, by the way, for the whole effing show. You're going to be there for the first hour where we talk about all the hotness and wrestling, talk about whatever happened on Renee Paquette. Does she still do a podcast, Gino? 
She does do a podcast. I actually sent you a clip of her talking with Shane Strickland that John Moxley loved Killshot. John Moxley's a Killshot guy like we all were. And that amazing feud he had with Mari the Moth, which is the best part of Lucha Underground. You're just, see, you're, you're feeling special. You know that's not the best part. Thank you so much. I am doing my dance. You know that's not the best part of Lucha Underground. Marty the Moth was always the worst part. After Sammy Guevara found us, who do you think added me on every social media after? Marty the Moth. Like, he just was... Malachi oh. Black says, let's cancel Gino after he showed us those videos and threatening us with a hammer. That was old school, Gino. Yeah, you were like, hey, let's watch these terrible videos. Like, you don't, you haven't done that in a while. You didn't even donate a dollar for us to watch those. I know. It's because I don't get paid till Friday. But, you know, Friday, that's when maybe the old Gino will come back again and have some nice videos one day. But right now, I had to, like, send a couple things just to discuss. Especially Marina Shafir. That's something everyone needs to watch at least once. <laughs> Or 20 times over like I have just because of how great. I am a big fan now of the Beasts of Burden that the group is named. Why are they named that? But she would be... So Marina's... There's a reason why it didn't work out in WWE, huh? I, did, I thought she had an accent. She couldn't talk at all. There's something there. If she works with me for a little bit, we can fix that. Baby, you've gotta, you got to get to the point, baby. You're taking too long to say what you got to say, baby. Because that's what the problem was. She didn't know. That's the problem. You raised the problem. I'm the problem. You don't know me. You know me. Like that part of it was a little weird. If she just reels that in, she can really do wonders on that microphone. Nobody watches that show, Gino. I can't believe you found it. I can't believe uh, I can't believe it's so viral the, the way it is. Gino, we did it all. Let's ride off. Listen to some Antonio Brown. Let's get rested for the whole fucking show tomorrow night. How does that sound? That sounds like a great idea, and hopefully one day either Roddy Strong gets released or Marina Spear gets released, and they could help each other and be the best power couple in wrestling. Where's Roddy Strong? Is he still in NXT? Yes, he's still part of NXT with the whole diamond mine feud that's happening right now. All right, I'm glad I don't watch that shit. Have a good night, everybody!